Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer, coming at you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. I got a note from the boys here saying to all you listeners out there, please for the love of Christ, my their words, not mine, please write in and give your show suggestions, be it news stories or friend questions. Just send them in to rotwpodcast at gmail.com. If you do that, I swear to God, they might get off my back about it. And in case you've forgotten, the show is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons is some kind of button company, so I've heard. I've seen buttons, and I've met Stimpy. I've just never seen the two in the same room at the same time. Anyway, he owns this uh, custom button company. You send, his des- you send your design in, and he'll create it for you. Uh, by his lonesome two hands. All of his products are made in the USA, had a reasonable cost in multiple sizes and shapes. That dude has tons of experience and he's easy to work with, so I've heard. If you want to get in touch with him, email him at info at lonestarbuttons.com or you can call that son of a bitch at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorag sent you you want to suck on his hairy tits unless you're a fur trapper because then you'll be tempted to scalp those things and sell them on the open market god knows i'd buy them i love that shit anyway here's the show Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World Podcast, episode 65. I'm your host, Gabe Dieter. My co-host for tonight isn't really here, but instead, returning after a long hiatus from the show, Thomason Dieter. Hiya! <laughs> What's up, dude? What's up? How's everything going? Uh, let's pretend that we didn't just have a car ride over and talk for 30 minutes before the show happened. Sure, no problem. And had delicious coffee, right? Yeah, Guatemalan roast. This is so good. This is probably by far the best coffee I've ever had. Wow. Are you going to go to Guatemala next year for vacation? No, I'm going to Thailand. I'm going to Thailand this oh, summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, for at least, at least a week. Going to check out the ladyboy action? No, no. I'll send you pictures, though. <laughs> <laughs> thanks uh so what's up man you've been you haven't been on the show in quite a while yeah uh, man i'm kind of kind of upset kind of upset at you man upset at me yes why why would you be upset at me you're supposed to invite me i'm your cousin i, I did invite you Egg, uh oh i did i missed that one time is that is that what you're gonna bring up that one time i i showed up late and kara was supposed to be on the podcast and, I don't, and I don't myself remember, and I, man. I so many podcasts right time is a mystery to me. i can't believe 65 we're on 60 move away from the mic. oh yeah we're on what 60 65 65 jesus yeah pretty fucking nuts that just went it has went a long way like even your setup and everything has changed yeah everything in this fucking room (laughs) running out of space in here uh yeah i wish oh yeah i uh i wish i could say the same uh i have to create space with mine because (laughs) i had a lot of shit go on yeah yeah so should we talk movies because we always talk movies or should we talk 
the large events in your life. <laughs> uh, I guess it's never a dull moment, right? Um, we'll do movies. I'll, I, I've been waiting to get into this subject for a while. So, uh, I read an. I didn't read an article. I read a headline, and I I thought it was bullshit. So I didn't read the article. So I'm sorry if I'm not too informative on this. But the headline read Tom Hardy to maybe play Boba Fett. What? Yeah. I thought it was bullshit because the age stuff would kind of be off. He's fucking huge. Huh? He's huge. Tom Hardy? He's a big guy. No, he's he's like 5'9". I meant like big. Like he's Have you really seen him in The Revenant? He was... Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen The Revenant. He, yeah. he, he fluctuates. Yeah. He's not Bane anymore. Fuck, dude. That was that was too big. Um, mm. My thing... My thing... God damn, that's good. My thing about him is he can't... He can... He, he can only... It seems like he he's not a type of actor that can commit to a role that is going to be movies that are going to be more than one. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like that's well, why he could get. Killed. That's actually what I heard a, a, a big negative naysay about him being Wolverine because yeah. he was he was like one of the I guess. If there are more Road Warrior movies, do you think he'd still play Mad Max? Well, I don't see why not. I mean, I don't know what I don't know. Like he's just one of those guys. That, he just seems like he's one of those type of people. that just does everything off the cuff. Yeah, he's fucking amazing though. He's a good actor. He's You've seen really Bronson? Good actor. Yeah, yeah. Bronson. I saw that not too long ago, and I was like, whoa, really good movie. That's from like 2010 or something like that. I just yeah, yeah, pretty good. Really good at playing a crazy guy. Uh, I just saw The Witch today. Is it good? It was well. Pretty- what's it about? Um, this family gets tormented by a, a witch, mm-hmm. and I don't want to give too much away, but the the uh, the imagery is pretty fucking spooky, and it's a, it's kind of a low key movie, like nothing. There's no action scenes in it. It's not like suspenseful or there's suspense, but the payoff is more like fuck, man. You know, like kind of like that sucks. You know, yeah. it's not more like oh, <laughs> oh shit. You know, it's 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 uh kind of like how it was when i saw that movie true grit and i started freaking out over that snake scene remember that no i don't remember that we were at theaters and i was like ah snakes (laughs) get them motherfuckers away from me (laughs) true grit i barely remember that movie that was pretty good i remember uh uh are you gonna go see the nice guys yeah I'm gonna down. <laughs> I'm gonna go see it. It uh, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna for go see buddy it. cop or buddy, what is it, detective or what are they? I think it's a detective movie. Yeah, mm. one's a, I think one's a patrol officer and one's a detective. Hmm. I'm not sure. We'll see it. Two buddies. Uh, so what's up, dude? I, I it's hard to uh keep stuff going on movies because I haven't really been to the theater in a while. Yeah, I want to go see uh Batman versus Superman before it goes out of the theater. It's great and i don't care what anybody else says about it it is great okay that's what I, I i don't really take reviews into account unless it's something that i already think is bad mm-hmm. from the trailer and even then you know i could be wrong about myself my own opinion well there are things that are wrong with the movie there are things that are, are wrong with the movie there's no denying that but things that they did right just make it that much that much better to yeah. me and plus like Ben Affleck really stole the show as Batman. Yeah. He, he's definitely the, like I told you, the best on-screen Batman I've ever seen. Cool. And, you know, did help it. One woman was pretty hot. <laughs> Gal Gadot. Uh, Gal Gadot. Uh, Gadot? I thought it was Gadot. I don't think so. Hey, have you ever gotten your eyes dilated? This is kind of off the subject, but... Once. I was a kid. Uh, it sucks. I, I had it 
once think it was my dad. My dad took me to get my eyes checked and his girlfriend, Teresa, was there to go get him to go get my eyes dilated. And I had to wear like these like glasses for most part of the day. Yeah. Sunglasses? No, they didn't get me sunglasses. They gave me these little little fold out looking plastic ones has a little like paper thing. Mm -hmm. I had to wear it. And then they made me wear my my regular glasses over it. So I was like, I can't see anything. <laughs> Why are you making me wear these really shitty glasses with real glasses that I need to see out of over it? I don't understand. Like, even as a kid, I'm like, why are you making me do this? I can't see. I uh, I went this weekend, uh, Saturday, because I've had these glasses for about a year. And uh, Jess has a friend that's an eye doctor. And uh, she, uh, so I went to this uh, Jess's eye doctor friend. Right. Uh, first of all, Warby Parker is not a sponsor, but they're the <laughs> ones that made my glasses. And she said that my glasses were way off from your actual vision. My pres- my what's supposed to be my prescription. Right. So I like Warby Parker. I I thought I did. Uh huh. <laughs> but uh, they actually are kind of well. As far as my glasses, they were inaccurate, and uh, I will not be using them again. So instead, I bought some Ray Bans. <laughs> Rock on. It's been a while since I had some nice glasses. So. I need to get glasses. I might. I don't. I don't know if it is that I'm getting older or if I had too much brain trauma getting hit many times in my career of training mm-hmm. but my vision has gotten predominantly worse in the last year mm. or so like i'm having problems where i'm like looking at the screen i'm like squinting i never had that problem before and i, and I noticed like even when i have my cell phone i even hold it closer to my face yeah i used to be able to hold it down here and just text now i'm like do you do you, uh do you have your screen on full brightness at night no i put my when i are you talking like when i'm texting at night, just looking at your phone. I have that thing where... Um, automatic? Yeah, just automatic goes with the shade. Okay, because sometimes uh, she was saying like screen brightness uh, replicates kind of the sun. Mm-hmm. So the brightness you're looking at is like... Now. Yeah, it's making your eyes tired. Makes sense. But um, what was it? Oh, uh, I actually got dilated for the first time ever in my fucking life. Trip, huh? And uh, I was... It sucked. It's It really sucked. Like, my my vision was blurry for about three hours, and then afterwards, my eyes were just, like, super uncomfortable tired, mm-hmm. and I couldn't, I mean, the only thing I could do is really go to sleep, even though it was fucking... Like, you were wide awake. Seven o'clock at night, uh, but, yeah, after a while, it, they went back to normal, around probably nine, mm-hmm. and they got dilated around, like, five. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I, I Like, I remember... The only thing I remember about that day was sitting in the eye doctor's office after my eyes were dilated, right? They had me sit kind of like in a dark room at first when they got them dilated. It wasn't like super dark, but it was kind of like a kind of a dark area where they drop the drops in your eyes. Uh-huh. And I don't remember, I don't really remember too much after that, except like the whole glasses thing. But I remember going to Target, the old Target, which is now Fitness Connection, right? Mm-hmm. And going to the toy section, why my dad's girlfriend at the time was off fucking doing whatever she was doing. And I was having the hardest time looking at the toys that I like. I was like, oh, I really would like this or that. I'm, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's all. I, that's all I have. Other than that, I mean, did you did I tell you I'm doing Comic Palooza? No. You're doing Comic Palooza? 
That- yeah, there's there's a uh, podcast exchange program that I'm Revenge of the World is going to be a part of. So uh, me and Brennan and Mike are going to be going. Dude, I wish I could. for like Comic Palooza. I guarantee. you. Do you know who's going to be there? Stanley. No. Well, I don't think so. Who? Uh, the whole cast of Aliens. <clears throat> Sigourney Weaver. You're going to meet the. You're going to meet Sigourney no, Weaver. No, I don't know. I don't think so. I I don't. It depends on the access that I get, but. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, Michael Bean from uh, I know Terminator. Whole, I, I know most of all uh, the guys. Bill Paxton, Lan- Lance Hendrickson. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Sorry if I I don't know a Pone's real name. So can but, I like uh, uh, Paul Reiser is gonna be there? Can I take place of one of your uh, co-hosts and uh, jump in and maybe get to meet somebody? Because that would be think so, so awesome. I'm sorry, but I don't think so. Hey uh, man, I, I really don't know how it works. Uh, I I really have no. Details. Just let me know the dates. I would like to. I'd like to just buy a ticket. Really honest, like just go. Yeah, Comic Palooza. I guarantee there, there's going to be so many artists there that I'm pretty sure they're going to be awesome to meet. And yeah, like get to see some of their work. No, Artist Alley at Comic Palooza is fucking stacked with even like even the can kind of amateur-y mm-hmm. artists there are legit. I, I would just like to talented. I yeah. would just like to go there just to buy a couple of pieces that they did. That would be to me. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you ever been to Comic Palooza? No. I just oh, I've heard I've heard about it. It's fucking fun. It's uh let's see. Have you ever been to any comic convention? Nope. Dude. All right. I'll I'll see what I can do. But uh I'll I'll say you're my roadie. I, I would um I would like I would like before I die, I would like to go to the San Diego Comic Con. Uh-huh. And go to uh go to like uh Dragon Con. Yeah, yeah. Uh I think it's pretty much along the same lines. It's just uh And I mean Dragon Con is so I can see the chicks. Cause I seen those chicks that do cosplay. Uh, the chicks at Comic Palooza. Oh my god! I've heard rumors that uh, they're they're pretty hot. I'm gonna go on an all liquid diet and really just <laughs> suck in my gut the whole time I'm there. Are you gonna wear uh, your Batman costume from 1989? You remember that? <laughs> of course, I have a picture. <laughs> oh, you do have a picture. Yeah, awesome. maybe I'll use that as an album cover, dude. That would be cool. Uh, but yeah, we're we're doing that. I don't know exactly what the details are, but uh, keep me informed. I'm, I'm fucking excited because last year we went, uh, me and Renee, just as you know, just as y'all too, yeah, just as uh, ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, and it was fucking fun, man. Like you think nerd culture is gonna be nerdy, but it's actually it's got really fucking fun. Like you're free to do whatever you want. Not that you aren't in in normal life, but uh, I mean the cosplayers. I really take it serious just fucking go all out and like last year there was an apocalypse and an archangel i saw and that. they looked fucking they look real right yeah yeah i saw Even that probably better than the fucking movie <laughs> he looks like the one from oh man i'm not gonna get started on that i've heard i've heard reviews about the movie by the way yeah i want to see that uh, i'm a big x-men fan so am i um i was really anticipating this movie uh i don't give a fuck what people are saying about it right now mm-hmm. i just want to go see it and you know i read i read one review that said prepare to be underwhelmed mm-hmm. and but it's apocalypse apocalypse it, isn't really that much of an exciting villain to begin with in my i opinion. mean he doesn't he doesn't he just manipulates people he does he's a manipulator and when he goes to hand-to-hand combat 
it's pretty rough. I mean, he mm-hmm. he beats the shit out of people when he needs to, but right. that's not really his A game. Right. Uh, He's more of a mental strategist. Of yeah. Like, trying to get his pawns to do whatever he wants them to do, and right. then come in and get the bad guy. So, I don't know what people guy. were are expecting, and... Because Oscar Isaac... He's when, a badass. Dude, he really is. He can do anything. Ex Machina... Wow, Machina, Machina. I can't even see. Like it's a, it's it's, a, it's Spanish for uh machine, machine. Yeah, it's uh, weird. I can't. I'm it's all... probably Latin, but uh, that movie was fantastic. That, he was great in it. Yes, and that uh, Asian chick was hot too. Yeah, X. Uh, what was it? Star Wars. Uh, he played Poe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Man, he he did a really good job in that. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect. I'm just gonna go with an open mind. Maybe tomorrow and see what's up. Maybe I'll. Dude, if you I'll wait, s- if you wait till this weekend, we'll we'll hang out all Saturday and we'll double everything. We'll do the Batman. We'll do the. Well, I want to. Uh, I'll probably go to the movies tomorrow to see Batman, Superman with Jess. X Men. If you want to go Saturday, I'm down. I'm down. You heard it here, folks. We just made a date. Yes. So you got a crazy story. Uh, um, yeah, I got a crazy story. It's called retarded friends and getting really high at the same time. Yeah. So uh, where should I start? You, you okay. are an avid. You are a. Uh, okay. Let, let me let me backtrack. You have a you hobby. Think, let me backtrack before you know people think that I'm some like crazy scumbag. <laughs> um, I was really like a health conscious guy uh-huh. earlier in my life when I was a lot thinner. Yeah. And and always looked at marijuana as like, oh, you're a piece of shit. You smoke marijuana. I'm so glad you're going into this part because uh I've always been curious about how you switched. So yeah, go ahead. And um like, oh you're a piece of shit. You smoke marijuana, you're a fucking loser. Loser. Right? You lazy bums. And uh I had I had issues with vertigo last summer. Mm-hmm. And I had, I was really stressed because I was going through a lot of stuff in my personal life, dealing with my daughter's mother and all that kind of stuff. So, and my roommate, he smokes pot. He does. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I was like, ah, I don't, he would always offer me some. And the first time I ever tried pot, like, like, well, I was, you know, I, I tried it before when I was younger. And it was like a little like hit of a joint. And my roommate, he had this really huge water bong. Mm-hmm. Huge. And he was like, just try it. All right, cool. You know, I was really stressed. He was like, dude, you want to calm down? Try this. And I even like, I would hear nothing. I would hear nothing but Joe Rogan talk nothing but good about it. Uh-huh. And I listened to that guy a lot. Not like taking like his advice, but like I generally look at him as a really intelligent person. Mm-hmm. So an intelligent person of his stature is saying something that is predominantly like nothing but good about that type of drug. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be like, all right, I got to try it. You know, some there has to be something behind it. Then and this know. was this was last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so and you're how old? 31. OK. 31. So you were 30. 30. Yeah. Wow. OK. 30. First time ever getting ridiculously high uh-huh. and i hit this water bong and i never i never hit a never done anything like that i never really smoked cigarettes mm-hmm. ever like you know nothing and so i hit this water bong and he goes all right so i lit it and i kind of like lit it to where it was burnt and he was like all right keep sucking keep sucking and he goes and i i took it all in just like a huge hit and he goes hold it and i went and i was coughing and stuff and and i got so high I felt there was like, like, I felt like my vision was going black then waking up, going black, then waking up. And just like, I couldn't, I didn't know, like, I just, just 
like I just I felt numb in my face. Like <laughs> I was I was I was high. I was uh-huh. to the moon. And um where I come from, they call that stoned. <laughs> I was pretty stoned. And um so I was like, wow. But I did realize, man, I'm not so stressed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not stressed whatsoever. I have like no care in the world. And I don't drink alcohol. I, and it's not like you're not aware those problems exist. It's just they're not constantly on your mind bothering yeah. you it's, it's like the weight is like that weight has been lifted a little bit right it's still there you feel it's still there but you're just like eh there's nothing i can do right now right so i might as well still enjoy life while it's, and um you know and so okay let's backtrack a little bit mm-hmm. what did you think because i used to smoke weed mm-hmm. pretty normal mm-hmm. regularly and uh what did you think of that about you smoking weed yeah I always, I always, we never really talked about it. You no, would just see I it just, on the table. And I, like, I was mm. just kind of like, maybe it's just a phase, you know? Yeah. That's what I always thought. Because, you know, you're my cousin. I love you, dude. You're my, you're like my brother. Yeah. And like, I know that you're just a good person. And so I know that you would never fall into like that category of being like that, that stereotype of what people think who potheads are. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, maybe it's just a phase. He'll fucking grow out of it. Whatever. Right. But I never understood. That was, that was the thing. It's like, it's like when you tell somebody what sex is like, you can tell them everything about sex, but they're not going to get it until they have sex. Right. Right. It's the same thing about marijuana. Like you can tell them everything about it you can tell them all the goods you can tell them all the bads you can tell them what it feels like and how like how how it deal how how you can feel when you're not so stressed and i looked at you and i was like maybe maybe that's your way of because back then when you were really smoking you're really being an advocate pot smoker you're really drawing a lot Mm -hmm. like a lot a lot like crazy and you had other things in your life that were kind of stressing you out too but that was like kind of your escape so i was like maybe this is his way of you know bringing that artist out of him dude you're really making me want to smoke weed. Right? <laughs> I, I, I really want to smoke right now too okay go ahead sorry and so i was like maybe maybe this is your way of trying to find that creativity you know or getting to that higher part of your brain to be like hey i want to draw and like that's you being carefree it's like you know what i'm saying yeah and i just never i never understood you know I'm, you know, for God, for God, God forbid, I just never understood. But when I started getting high, I understood. And I was like, oh, Jesus, this good googly moogly is awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, it can definitely work for you. Uh, and I actually like, uh, I make oil now. Like I can make oil. And that, that leads to your story. <laughs> yeah. But I, I make oil uh-huh. to help out with my joints because I have bad, I have plantar fasciitis, I have knee issues, I even have back issues. And I, and I can make some of the oil and just rub it on my skin. Hour later, gone. Really? Yeah. How do you do that? Well, I'll tell you how. Well, how do you not do that? <laughs> how do you I'll tell you every which way how to not do that? Which, you know, I, thank God for YouTube. Anyways, um, um well let's just go into what happened all right for the well it wasn't my first it was my second time ever trying to make cannabis oil mm-hmm. because i went on youtube to try to find a fastest way to make pot brownies right because yeah. i really like i really like edibles i don't for some reason like i'd rather not smoke it because i've been having like throat issues i'd rather eat it than smoke it you right. know what i mean yeah and plus it's a different high like like sometimes like i'll I have a break in between my work and sometimes I go home blown out of my mind and go to work and be blowed. Right. Mm -hmm. And everybody at my job pretty much knows that 
I smoke, but I, I just don't like, oh, look at me, I'm high, you know? But yeah. sometimes I have a problem functioning because I've, you know, and, but when I eat it, like when I, when I have an edible and it can be more potent, I'm able to, I'm able to work a lot easier and go about my day a lot better having an edible than smoking it. Cause smoking, really? yeah, but that's how people's bodies work. You yeah. know, my, what may affect me may not affect you the same. Well, we can tell stories about that if you want, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I haven't had the most positive <laughs> relationship with edibles. Uh, let's, let's pause for a second. I gotta yeah. check something. Yeah. Um, edibles. I know. Uh, how do I start this? Uh, I made a batch of brownies, and it was me and Brennan and Kara. And I hope they're okay with me telling the story. But uh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'd I'd made I'd made brownies before, and I'd I'd eaten them before, and uh, I had more experienced people with me at the time. I did that the first time. Oh uh, boy! So the second time was the first time I made it alone by myself. So I made the butter and then I put the butter in the brownie. And uh, all three of us, you know, got cozy in the living room and ate a piece each, right? Mm-hmm. Waited like 15, 20 minutes. Kept nothing. eating because you felt nothing. Exactly. That's the most rookie mistake to ever. <laughs> <laughs> so we pretty much finished the pan of brownies between oh. the three of us. <laughs> oh, shit. There was like one... Who had the most? Uh, I think I did. Okay. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty close between the three of us. Were you like drooling out of your mouth? Um, you know how you reach that level of stone and and you're like, I've never been this high before. Mm-hmm. You feel great. And all of a sudden... You, you keep going higher, higher and you're like, you get holy scared. shit. I've, I've really, really... You start freaking out. Yeah, I've right? never been this no. stone before. I'm going... <laughs> this is not good. And then you get more <laughs> stone and you're like i'm gonna fucking die <laughs> uh we reached the i'm gonna fucking die level and I, I was... uh we pretty much laid on the floor and just kind of talked ourselves down between the three of us uh i think we recorded on a uh like a tape recorder uh-huh. of just uh me and Brennan were making like tribal music and kara was like reciting poetry <laughs> Or something like that. I would give. It was fucking crazy. I would give anything to hear that tape. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm surprised <clears throat> we could even function. Like, as I could put a tape in a tape recorder. Well, <clears throat> but well, pretty much it, it consisted of us being high for like eight hours and uh, only eight hours. Something like that. Like incredibly I, stoned. I, I, like, I did that. I did that my first time doing edibles, like you did. Yeah. But I ate a, a half a pan by myself. Oh shit! So, dude, I was calling my cousin Tiffany. I think I called you, but you didn't answer. And I called my cousin Tiffany. I was like, "Hey, I think I'm dying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I'm going insane. Like this stuff is really strong. I think I need to go to the hospital." She's like, "Just ride the wave. <laughs> Just ride the wave. You'll be fine. Surf it, bro." <laughs> and uh, dude, I've never been that high ever. And I, now, like, when I eat an edible, I'll eat maybe, I eat one, maybe two. That's it. Yeah. I, and it depends how fast, depends how, like, you taste, like, how potent it will be, almost, you know? Uh-huh. Because of the way I make it, it tastes a little, doesn't come out that great. But anyway, <laughs> how, do you, oh, how do, you, do I make it, right? Yeah, how do you make okay, it? Okay, well, let me tell you the story, and, I, and it kind of goes okay, along with how okay. I make it. All okay, right. well, I was on, well, 
my roommate made it with the butter one day, right? right? And did it the right way, and it tasted pretty good. And so I was like, oh, I want to try my own. And I forgot how to make it, and he was at work, so I was like, fuck, YouTube. And I went to this YouTube, and it says, okay, take take the cannabis, put it in a pan, put canola oil in it, cook it, let let it uh cook the oil, let it cook the oil out of the cannabis, right? And then you take the oil that's left of it, and you pour it into the stuff with the brownie mix because it makes it really super potent because you took all the thc out of it right Mm -hmm. and you cook it you know make it like regular fucking brownies right well the the incident happened well i would put i put the pan the pot you were on the phone with me i I was was on the phone with you yeah no well first i put the pot on the stove and i put the oil in and i let the oil heat up first Mm -hmm. right I was and I and then I called you and I, before I called you I was like hey man when you see that oil start to kind of like you know you see like little bubbles come up throw the cannabis in there and just let it chill leave it on medium and let it chill cuz the longer it's going to cook the more the oil is going to come out of it mm-hmm. right this douchebag puts it on high cuz he wants to hurry up right this douchebag being you maybe <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm on the phone <laughs> cannabis oil in there or the cannabis in there and so i'm talking with you blah 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 blah, and right i'm like oh shit and i hear silence i'm like my roommate (laughs) my roommate and two of our buddies Uh you know we've already been kind of smoking a little bit before then so we were kind of high but i was just barely buzzing i wasn't like out of my fucking mind right my roommate he was getting to that point where you're like you know so he takes this pot that's on fire inside the pot on fire and he goes and my stove is right next to the entranceway of the fucking kitchen Uh and right right if you look right behind you there's a fire extinguisher right behind you Uh what does this douchebag do he goes off turns on the water faucet and takes the pot and throws it on Need the fucking water. And dude, that is the biggest flame I have ever seen in my entire life. And later on, we measured it from where the flame went, started from the sink, all the way out to the the kit like the living room area. It stretched like nine and a half feet, eight and a half feet, or something ridiculous. The flame was huge because I was standing in the dining room area, and then it like went over my head. <laughs> oh my god! And and so we're all like, "What the fuck?" And so all the smoke and the soot, there's pot in it, so it's like we're getting higher. We're, I mean, we're fucking, we're going out <laughs> of our minds, and we're sweating, and we're like, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do?" And and my friend Johnny, who's a black guy. <laughs> He's fucking awesome. Wait, wait, wait. But the fire got put out. The fire got put out. By the water. By the water. Okay. Okay. Johnny, when it goes off and the smoke goes off, Johnny runs out the door and gets behind the truck. I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing? Is it out yet? It's like, no shit. I was like, come on back in here before the... Well, the upstairs apartment, there are smoke alarms going off. And the the next door neighbors, there are smoke alarms going off. (laughs) Right? And... The place is so smoky. Like, if I'm standing in the living room, I can't see across to the dining room. Like, you can't see across. It's that oh smoky. So, we're f- so I'm like, close the door. Open the window. And we heard the fire trucks being called and all kinds of stuff, man. So, we're like, we're getting higher. 
We're scared out of our fucking minds. We want to get the smoke out of the apartment. <laughs> There's soot. Like, my whole kitchen is covered in black soot. Like, black is my shirt. Like, I did I send you pictures of it? No. I have pictures. I'll show you some pictures. We'll use that as an album cover. God damn, man. And so, so we're like... So we're all we're all getting stoned and we're sitting there trying to fan all the smoke out the fucking windows, you know? And you see my roommate, he he gets like one of the doors in the in the the pantry, starts going like opening, <laughs> we stop our door like, what are you doing? I'm trying to move the I'm trying to move the smoke. I was like, dude, you're moving. <laughs> <laughs> and so um so the, the the fire department knocks on our door i'm like yes i'm undressed right now i can't can't come answer the door is everything okay yeah everything's fine no problem at all my girlfriend's here with me we're chilling we're good <laughs> i'm like shh you know because we're, we're fucking dude we're blown out of our minds right and so <laughs> so so we were like looking in the peephole and the fucking window is still open. We're still trying to blow smoke out of the window. We're really smart, right? And so they stand there and there's like four of them. You kind of see like four of them and they stand there and Johnny's like, don't, don't say anything. I was like, dude, they know here. I just said something to the door, right? And, and so they kind of just leave. All right. We're just checking up on you. Blah, blah, blah. All right. <laughs> so we're like, dude, we all four of us were sitting on the couch and we're just getting higher because of smoke, because of all that THC that's in the air. And <laughs> dude, you, <laughs> dude, you, it got so bad. We finally opened the door because the, the fire department left. It was so smoky. You could see the smoke go down the hallway of the apartments. Like, like you know, that looked Holy like someone was barbecuing. Shit. It was bad, dude. Wow. Oh, dude, it was so bad. And you burned your foot too, right? Yeah, I burned my foot pretty bad. Like, like the end step of my foot. Cause like, I was trying to like, I was trying to move it or something. I was trying to, I don't know. Like I was trying to bring it out. Mind you, I was really stoned. Okay. So when you're really, when you're that blown out of your mind, you really can't, your body doesn't cooperate very much, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it spilled on top of my end step of my foot and it gave me like a really bad burn. Like it like covered probably like 35, 40% of my end step. Yeah. And I got one big ass blister across my like end step of my foot. And I, I don't know, maybe it was because I was high, but it didn't hurt as much as I thought it would hurt. And I kept thinking maybe he's either I'm high or is it because of all the training I've done in Taekwondo, like constantly just banging at my feet. So my nerves aren't all working. Right. Yeah. But the next day, my foot was like swollen. I was like, oh, no, man. That was the last time I made brownies for <laughs> From now on, I'm going to ask my drug dealer to make me some brownies. Because, <laughs> man, that was uh, uh, that, uh, that was scary. Because I've never seen a flame. It shot out that much. Just water. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I thought a bomb went off, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, oh, no. I've never had that happen before. Like, how... I don't understand how it started. Okay, because okay, because I told I told one person at my job. My entire job knows about it. What? My entire job knows about it. Well, um, and what one of the, what somebody was telling me that the pan and the oil, the pan got so hot and the oil got hot too. And I didn't put that much oil in it. Like I put oil in it, like enough to like maybe cover like mm -hmm. quarter of an inch, maybe half an inch of the whole bottom. And this is a pot. This is not a pan. This is a pot. Mm. And it got so hot because it was on high 
it just caught fire. Like, I don't know how to describe it. it just the, the, the flame out of the pot alone shot up, shot up maybe seven inches. Oh. So like it, but you know, this high. You know? Yeah. So a little over, maybe like that's what, two like feet? Three, three feet. Yeah. So, dude, it was high. And my fucking roommate goes over and just picks up the pot like nothing's going on. And turns on the water for picks up the pot and <laughs> was like, oh, fucking shit. And what got me is like. Let me call you back, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I didn't get a call back. <laughs> until the next day and and what bothers me is like maybe because he was high is right there he walked in and you see this huge red thing it's called a fire extinguisher just didn't think about picking it up and just (laughs) over and done with no Mm -hmm. he decides to turn on the water and put it under the water and like you don't put water on a grease fire man (laughs) everybody knows that uh so did you did you put a bucket of sand on top of your fridge for next time (laughs) i'm not making brownies man that that shit was too scary uh the way i made them before was i just melted a stick of butter maybe two Mm -hmm. one or two sticks of butter threw the weed in and let it saute Mm -hmm. and then threw a a sifter like a metal sifter Mm-hmm. Uh, to catch all the seeds and stems and yeah. stuff, uh, let the oil go through the butter, go through, and then use that for the brown. I don't know if butter catches fire, but that might be an alternative. And my my kitchen is still it's still bad. Like it's still covered. Let me. Uh, I don't know what you use to clean that stuff. Uh, okay, that is after three hours. Oh shit! That's after three hours. That's the night after three hours of scrubbing it. Wow. Say goodbye to That's, your say goodbye to your deposit. By the way, all this was white. Oh Look at it's God. gray. <laughs> You're fucked, man. What does your carpet smell like? Uh my carpet was like a tan and now it's kind of like that really dark green looking color. <laughs> oh no. I had to tear out the carpet. I to, what? I, I tore out the carpet. Holy shit. Like what's was, underneath there? Um concrete. It was oh, like okay. like it had insulation, the fucking insulation mm-hmm. shit are you gonna get that replaced or i ain't fucking replacing it because oh i wasn't my... the one that started the fucking fire <laughs> oh my god that's crazy that whole kitchen was white like nice and white now it's dark gray like the gray hulk like your whole apartment must be that color uh all the way up like when the flame shot out uh-huh. like you can see the trail like if you look at the ceiling you see the trail of the flame like you... black yeah like like it burnt it burnt my ceiling and i wouldn't i wouldn't dare take a picture over the stove my stove area where where it's black wow black so you had a fire i had a house. fucking fire you're so lucky like code red didn't like catch on fire like code red i thought i was gonna lose everything fire oh my god and on top of that we're all completely stuck. it felt like it was like a scene <laughs> It felt like it was like a scene out of fucking Pineapple Pineapple Express, man. Like it was just, we were stoned. And after the after the fire happened, we even got more stoned because all that smoke. State. I mean, that's what caught fire was the weed. Yeah. Wow. So, so we were we were fucked. That's what we were for. How long? I was I was high till the next day. Jesus Christ. Because I don't. I mean, I don't have a really strong tolerance of pot. I mean, I make it seem like that I smoke every day. I smoke once a week, but that once a week, I don't smoke heavy. I just smoke enough just to like have the stress go away. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad your apartment didn't catch oh, fire. Oh, the best part. Okay. Best part. Roommate, no eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He had to shave his head. It's like the front part of his head. <laughs> oh, my God. Singed his hair. Oh. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. 
It's like you dumb shit. <laughs> and his girlfriend is fine with it. I don't fucking know. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I was like, hey man, now you can be Spider Man. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Uh, well, that's cool. Thanks for sharing, dude. Let's go to some news. Go to some news. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. Okay, so there's not, this isn't going to be a real news heavy show because there's not a whole lot uh, that I was interested in lately. Mm-hmm. But uh, Hillary's, Hillary Clinton's emails, I don't know how you, how closely you follow politics, but uh, mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton's emails uh, showed that she approved sending Libya's sarin gas to Syrian rebels. Mm-hmm. This isn't, uh, it's pretty surprising to me because we're about to go to war over the gassing of Libya's people. And it turns out, no, Syrian people. Uh, we were going to yeah. go to war with Syria. And they're migrating to like other countries. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just more corruption from her. I don't think anybody would be surprised not, if this turned out to be true. I'm personally not like in the whole like political like aspect of like presidential race. I mean, I know that we should care, but um, if I were to vote, I wouldn't vote for the candidate. And I definitely Hillary wouldn't. Clinton or Donald Trump. There's no real. I mean, great. It just feels <laughs> candidate like there. it feels like to me if if we get Hillary, it's gonna be like like I don't trust like I can't trust somebody who does stuff like that. And what if she does get indicted and they do bring the charges on? Her and she goes to jail. So what happens? We lose the president, and well, no, the president Obama would probably pardon her. I would think, um, but I don't know. Why I would you? Why would you pardon somebody? Because I don't. That was under his administration. Whenever she was Secretary of State, it's fucked up, man. It's not looking good. No. And then you got somebody who's like Trump, who is a douchebag. Like, is, is a fucking lunatic, <laughs> a like complete douchebag. Like says, I mean, who in a presidential race talks about his dick? <laughs> I mean, like, there's no problem. There's no problem here. I'm sure you, I'm sure you, and feel it. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to see if it's real? Like he's talking about his fucking wig. You know, everybody knows he's wearing a fucking toupee. Get over it. Like, I, do you know if I was him, I would totally go like fucking crazy and be like, take that motherfucker off and show your baldness. You know, just fuck it. You know, just let everything hang out. You know, just peel his whole mask off and let his reptilian watch skills. it be Obama. <laughs> Gotcha. Mic drop, bitches. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. An Alabama history teacher named Philip Smith III offered A's for sex. Oh, I heard about that. And he also <laughs> sold black market guns on the side. This is our... This guy is a real winner. <laughs> wow. Uh, this is what our, uh, our school is. Our, this is what our future is coming to. Yeah. Wow. He's really um, teaching those kids a lesson or two. I think uh I think there should be more stringent guidelines to hiring teachers, maybe. Just me. Uh, actually, Just my well, opinion. One humble man's opinion. Well, well working for a school district. Uh oh, here we go. Talking about the job. Listen up, people. Uh working for the school district. Uh you have to do which is an L two form, uh-huh. which is you have to go in and get your fingerprints taken and you have to go submit it to the FBI, like all your major federal like outlets, and then you have to get a background check, which takes two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. That is it. So basically if you have 
if you have charges pending at pending, the time you get your job, they don't show up. They're gonna slip through. Mm-hmm. Huh, interesting. Which also another thing, like like my opinion about the school system, which I totally think is shit. Anyways, our school system is shit. Like how we run our school, and we only like our kids. We basically like prepare our kids for one test a year, and it's pretty much bullshit we don't give them any life lessons like you know i really wasn't i really wasn't like a college guy or really wasn't that bright of a kid or a person to begin with but nothing i did in high school or before high school really prepared me for what even college i even went to college but i mean like didn't really prepare me Mm -hmm. you know and so like they just base all year around for one test Mm -hmm. you know and then we're learning from we're learning from people who one haven't got a psychological exam you don't need to take a psychological evaluation in order to be a teacher all you all all you have to have is a bachelor's degree and you have to have like a teaching certification Mm -hmm. that's it that is it that is completely it. So you have no clue if your teacher who looks kind of hot used to be a stripper but went to school at night <laughs> or school during the day and was stripping at night. You never know, man. Like, you know, like your arms dealer may have been going to night school to get a teacher. Darl, Darl, a lot of smart Darl, a lot of smart drug dealers <laughs> and gun dealers, weapons dealers. Yeah. Uh that's that's interesting. Um the one thing I liked about uh my I don't want to say college because it wasn't really college, but the uh Hey, you busted your ass. I remember. Good, well you busted your ass. I, I drank a lot too. Uh I went to the art institute and uh the good thing the, the thing I liked about that place was every teacher there had uh experience in what they were teaching. Yes. So if you went to I don't know, let's pick the stupidest class, uh Intro to business manu- manual layout. <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh that teacher will have had he had experience in what is annual layout manual uh a manual layout i'm sorry like you cut these pieces of plastic and you lay out this typography to create an ad for something and it's like completely obsolete nobody has so done it so in it's like really old years. school yeah it's before, like how, it's before like how they did like newspapers and stuff, before right? computers and that's also why they've gotten sued but point being uh that teacher had a job doing that for you know 10 years plus so he actually knew what he was talking about and that's what pretty much all of my teachers there uh just they really prepared you for after school like mm-hmm. um like the uh the photoshop teacher was currently working somewhere using photoshop every day right so she was an expert and you know that's like, that's just the way it was kind of like the know? same thing when i went to the university of houston to go get my uh peace officer's license to be a police officer every instructor there was, was a, a police officer yeah and when we had to learn like our penal code wasn't taught by a police officer taught by a district attorney and a defense attorney two really really great attorneys right so like the information that we got was like first-hand information and, and they explained it to you and they dulled it down like at first like in order to interpret the law you really got to understand like old old english and in what they mean mm-hmm. by that english so like they have to dumb it down first and then kind of keep kind of catch you up to speed mm-hmm. and then you got to write the entire thing oh you know? wow yeah like like i never had i never had to study 
late night study when I was in high school, never had to do any of that kind of stuff. And going to college to become a police officer and went to the police academy and got my license, like completely night and day difference. And they prepared me more what's going on in the streets compared to like, yeah, like I knew the law, I interpreted the law, I understand it. But I also know the procedures. I know everything that has to do when you when you pull somebody over and you arrive at that vehicle and you question, you know, and you start you start doing all your protocol stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. They they prepared me for whatever the job has to be. That's where that's where I was like, okay, this is cool. I wish I wish like high school was more like leaning towards that path of like, well, we'll have like little programs for you to graduate to be able to head you in a direction to where it's like that it's mm -hmm. not like that at all it, that's interesting because i wonder what this uh school teacher was teaching his kids that was selling guns on the side Ouch, and bro. getting a, uh a's for sex <laughs> what if he was like, te what knows? if he was teaching like public speaking <laughs> oh man or debate debate how to, how to argue your way out of a yeah. situation uh okay so this story I thought was interesting because, you know, I'm always uh, interested in envi environmental stuff. Right. Uh, Miami is building up its flood defenses due to rising water due to climate change. Uh, what this means is it's raising its street. It's raising its seawalls. Uh, it is... So they're basically going to... It is installing new sewers and uh, giant water. So it's, it's actually... The city is getting ready to... Like have water come in, you know? Why do all that? Just be like the Jetsons. Just build like you know. Build up. Yeah, I don't think you can yet. I I don't know. Um, I mean, that's an interesting idea, but I don't I mean, think buildings are made to withstand seawater like constantly beating against them. You know. <clears throat> Plus, Miami's a really flat city, so if water comes in, I mean, they're gonna be fucked pretty bad. Yeah, the I way mean, things are now. I mean, technology is really advancing fast i'm pretty sure they could find some avenue to do something like that because like we'll just imagine how much money it's gonna cost the government <laughs> a helicarrier with a city on top so yeah that's pretty much all the news <laughs> god that's some shitty news i know not really uh <laughs> no. it's just oh man um there's I mean, nothing there's nothing incredible going on right now mm -hmm. and i'm kind of sick of the whole presidential i'm, I'm sick of hearing race. donald trump's name and and fucking Hillary Clinton. It's like, yeah. it's like, gosh, man, just get this shit over and done with so we can so we can deal with the problem at hand, right. you know? Gosh, dude, I just, uh, <laughs> man. You're not feeling too positive about the future? I feel, the posi I feel positive about my future, uh, but just, dude, our society is going in that huge slump hole. It's like, like, we have all these things that are advancing, and then you got the one douchebag that comes in the office and, and the know, millions the millions of people that voted in voted right in. and it's like you know that we're getting smarter but yet we decide to put this idiot in office it's mm -hmm. like where the where where where's the intelligence like okay this this is interesting that you brought this up because i'm thinking <clears throat> there's a uh fuck the the most dangerous transition between a type one civilization or is it zero and one or it's either one it's either zero and one or one and two type civilization mm -hmm. is where technology outpaces morality or right. or the social uh structure of the civilization kind of like so before ai 
after AI, right? Well, no, not not necessarily AI, but like we're giving say, an example. Say we have all these atomic bombs. We right. have nuclear missiles that are like you know we can we can put that shit on some hypersonic. Uh, we put that shit on steroids. We could. I mean, we, the technology's there. We could blow up the world completely. Leave nothing. I alive. think it's like one nuclear sub can literally like destroy half world yeah so you put you put that together with there are enough dumb monkeys out there that will vote in a donald trump and that donald trump can probably cause some shit with china or russia you know which are the two fuck up you don't want to fuck around with putin okay uh so we're at the stage where it's very dangerous because we have the technology to destroy ourselves and the temperament not to stop ourselves right. from being destroyed. Well, the thing the thing about it is I don't honestly think that we're going to go into like a straight war with China because China technically we are in China because they own we we owe them so much money. They pretty much we pretty much own us if you think about it. Well, they own our debt. Yeah. But if if you have debt and I pay it off, I own you, right? Uh, no, no, because there, there's terms of an agreement. Like you can't just say, pay me bitch. And like, but all, but, all we would have to do is print money but, to pay him. I mean, but the, if, if you piss me off and I say, I want my money now, you can't do that. It's against the law. It may be against the law, but I'm China. I well, don't give a fuck. Sorry, China, but you're going to get <laughs> smacked if you but dude, don't they calm the fuck the, down. But dude, they have the capability because Korea, North Korea is back, you know, has the thing with them, right? North Korea is it in yeah, Russia. Much. But I think so, if North Korea starts some shit, China's not going to come. But what, what I was going to get to is they don't have to go to war with them. They, they pretty much, they, they, they're running the business market of the world, right? Yeah. So, well, I don't know. I mean, why even China needs us because we buy their shit. But we need China more than they need us though. Why? Because they they have more money than we do. Uh, and our if, dollars falling too. If we pulled out of China, like doing business with China, there's a good chance that they would fucking fall apart because of how fast they've built up because mm-hmm. i mean think like 20 years ago 30 years ago china was nothing like china was which i've been to china worst fucking country in the world by the way it wasn't it was it, it's built up so fast that they can't support their own infrastructure mm-hmm. so you take all the money that the u.s is putting into china out mm-hmm. and that country is not gonna fucking there's pro they're probably gonna riot and have a civil war I mean, that's probably the last thing you want. A billion people. A billion people. Fucking God. A billion seconds is 33 years. That's a a lot of fucking people. Yeah. You know? But it just just saying like china if i mean if if that were to happen it'd be kind of like all everybody fucking everybody basically right if if one one of the other countries just said fuck you give you the middle finger and like i'm pulling out of this situation and i don't want nothing to do with you it'd be like if we pulled out from them it kind of be like china fucking you know they'd they'd be fucked and so korea north korea and russia would be fucked too right because russia's economic system isn't doing that great either no but I think I think Russia would survive. They're used to surviving. They're not They're used smart. to prospering. Uh, at least not at not below the top. Um, it's it's funny you you brought up China. How did I don't know how we got to that? But you know Walmart does so much for China because it's 
it's driving U.S. businesses to expand. Get no, actually, U.S. businesses lay off people in America mm-hmm. so they could start production in China because Walmart forces their prices down mm-hmm. so low. So anything that's made in America, you're going to be paying it like. A little bit more. A very, very little bit more. But since Walmart forces its prices, like the prices to go down. I mean, down to the penny. Like their negotiations are down to a penny. If, If that company cannot afford to sell at that price, they have to manufacture in China. Right. And I mean, that's why everything comes from there, mm-hmm. especially through one. Dude, what 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 would just hypothetically speaking, which I think Trump is going to win, which I don't really have like I don't really want to put too much input on it, but what if Trump was like, "Oh, we're going to get rid of NAFTA?" Uh, I don't know. I don't think that's possible. I think we would be breaking international laws cuz I think that's like a pretty solid treaty. There's there's different trade agreements i'm just i'm just asking i don't i mean that are I, don't, in place. I don't really like try to keep up with politics i mean but really the only reason we haven't been fighting big militaries is because, because of now of our trade agreements right because those countries if they fought wars against us they would be losing a lot of money forever you know right it's 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 kind of a safety net for us right now even though it's fucking our own economy you know like when i went to japan last year when i went last year, yeah it was last year uh thanksgiving of last year and american dollar didn't go far no no it didn't at all and i love japan like and i spent time i spent like 36 hours or something shit in in uh in beijing china which chinese people were very very rude <laughs> I, I've, I've had a bad experience but uh-huh. um japanese people man i don't know what it is but whatever they're doing they're doing it right yeah like they're on the fucking ball you should check out germany germany's pretty up there too i mean last name is german <laughs> <laughs> no but uh dude honestly if i had a choice i would want to i would want to leave the united states yeah like if i could find a way to get a job in japan i'd fucking do it because like not just not just because like i like the culture so much but when i went to go visit there and i saw like how things like like how the society just controls like itself it's like ants that's the only way i can explain it it's just like they're like ants they you know they just everybody has a job and they do it and boom weird you know even they're here even their schooling their school system way better than ours even though they get like have kids jumping off buildings and stuff because they're so like stressed out yeah but they could- but they come out smart and they come out ahead more than they come out ahead here. Right. But still, it's weird. It's like, America's still the land of opportunities. Like, gosh, you know, how can we be this awesome country? Which I think America is awesome, even though it's kind of contradicting what I just said. But it's like, I've traveled a little bit, and I've seen I've seen things. And when I come back, I'm like, how is this country still the land of fucking opportunity? When I go to another country, I'm like, amazed. You know, just, to, just, to, to, just the discipline of another country of how they operate just general thing compared to like how we operate and do general things and we just treat it like shit like i i barely know anybody that takes their job super serious Mm -hmm. like how other countries do right and it drives me fucking insane like well as far as japan that's kind of their weakness when it's not super important i don't know it just seems to me like they take their job too seriously Whereas if you look at like, you know, European countries, it's like, you know, every, they don't take their jobs so serious, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I've more, never traveled to Europe, so it's more never... like life first, yeah, work second, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's different that way in some European countries. Uh, let's, 
let's look at some friend questions. Friend questions. Okay, Renee Cruz asks, what would your script for Bloodsport Street Fighter crossover be? Bloodsport Street Fighter I, I don't know crossover. why he picked two Van Damme parts, because uh, now like, we have to like, recast Guile, Guile would be the, he'd play, he played Guile, and then he played uh, Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes, yeah. So, and they're almost similar, like the same character, because they're both in the military. They both have a French accent. They both have a French accent. They both do the splits. They both do the splits. <laughs> Now, if you would have said, like, Bloodsport and, like, Dragon Ball Z or something, <laughs> I would have been like, I could get a little creative. But a script? I mean... This is a crossover, too. A, a crossover. So, it would be maybe... Uh, Frank Dukes is in a wheelchair and... Street Fighter goes undercover. No, it would be uh, it would be everybody in Street Fighter right. fighting in the and Kumite. Kumite. I mean, that's yeah, it. That's, there you that's go. It's fucking... Let's say uh, uh, Frank Dukes is the villain. Yeah, he, he plays a really Bolo, good villain too. He like, takes Bolo's place. Yeah, and Bolo uh, don't hit back. Oh, Brick don't hit back. Bolo can be the kingpin, the old ass. Uh, Not kingpin. That's um, Bolo is uh, the. Guy, uh, did, guy played Raul Julio's part. I'm to be honest, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm really, I'm like, I I play some video games, but I'm not really like a video game guy. I can't like, I can't like formulate something in my head. Like mm-hmm. all I know is like Ryu, Ken, and Guile, and Chung Lee. Because dude, shut up, come on, dude. Man. There's a don't there, go, don't be there's that, a real don't life be that guy. <laughs> there's a real life uh cosplayer. It looks exactly like Chung Lee. Oh my lord. Oh Jesus. <laughs> You went there. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. So, okay, so uh, it's Street Fighter and the Kumite. Basically. Basically what it, it is, already is. Right. And you throw a Frank Dukes character in there. And Guile is not even supposed to be have like a French accent. He's supposed to be American right, Marine, right, right? Right, right, With a huge flat top, uh-huh. which Van Damme in the movie didn't even have a flat top. Nope. All right, Renee, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Your <laughs> shitty-ass question. That doesn't... Uh... <laughs> Doesn't add up, man. Doesn't add up. Let, let's just go with Street Fighter plus Bloodsport in a Kumite. Uh, Mike Rodriguez asks, what is your favorite Stephen King movie adaptation? Adaptation. Night Flyer. Just kidding. No, I don't know. Night I, Fly- I, I asked you, remember a long time ago, I was uh, like, hey, do you remember that movie about the thing about the flyer and, uh-huh. and the vampire looking thing? Because I always wanted to see the face. And you're like, oh, that's Night Flyer. And I went and saw it and I was like, oh, this movie's shitty. Because I watched <laughs> it. Was, this movie's sh- dog shit. Yeah. Uh, it was scarier when I was a kid. For sure, step your game up. Um, <laughs> I said The Shining because like Jack Nicholson's pretty kick ass, you know? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the mist. I've never slash. seen the mist. The mist is pretty badass. Uh, there was between the mist. Name no, some other no, Stephen no, King it movies. It wasn't the mist. It was a uh, Firestarter. Firestarter. Yeah, that was a good movie. God, um, that's uh, Drew Barrymore, right? Yeah, yeah. Dang, she was young then. Uh, Firestarter and what is the Alien Invasion? Alien Nation? No, that, I don't know. There, the, there was like the Alien Invasion. Is that the one with Roddy Roddy Piper? No, no, that's they live. Uh, this one had, you know what? Fuck it. Let's not even go there. Uh, mine's the mist, <laughs> and yours is Stephen King. Uh, Stephen King's The Shining. The Shining. Yeah. Uh, the remakes are not that good for The Shining. I think there were. They two. made remakes. Yeah, one was made for TV. I think there was only one. They remade it, 
and it sucks. Sorry, don't ever watch that one. The uh, the the TV adaptations weren't all that great. Uh, even though I saw Rose Red was, when it came out, I remember. I remember that. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Eric Eddy asks if John Claude Van Damme was a Transformer, what would he transform into? A jukebox, like kickboxer <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. And he does a does a like he like. You oh, see, how like, about how about a uh, a music box like a jewelry box where you yeah. open it and it's a ballerina, yeah. but instead of a he's ballerina, doing, he's doing the splits. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Eric, Eddie, you and Transformers, man. <sighs> You're still cool though. Cool guy. What, Thanks, what? Eric. Uh, the other two are videos, and if you follow my posts on Facebook, you can look them up for yourself. That's it for friend questions. That's it for friend questions? That's it. Medieval Warfare Battle of the Nations. Yep. And Let's hit some tenfold tirade. What's tenfold tirade? UFOs! See a ghost! Crazy unexplained shit! It's just a tenfold tirade! As usual, Tenfold Tirade is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. <laughs> Lone Star Buttons is a Sexy. small business owned by Adam Stimpy Jones. He creates your custom button designs at a reasonable cost in multiple sizes and shapes. All of his materials are made in the USA, and Adam Stimpy Jones happens to have tons of experience, and he's really easy to work with. He's very reliable. He also has the Gorag seal of approval. If you want to contact uh, Adam Stimpy Jones, you can email him at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call him at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gabe sent you and you want to suck on those hairy tits. Suck on them. Uh, tonight's tenfold tirade is there is a robot created by the University of Michigan. Its name is Marlo and they're teaching it to walk on uneven ground. Is that that one where you see like those guys like pushing it and it's no like... no 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 this one's different it it looks like an adat from Star Wars uh-huh. it's like a box with two skinny legs uh-huh. and uh, apparently the drawback to all these robots is give them something to walk on that's not like completely flat right ground uh, concrete or something and they'll they'll trip and fall mm-hmm. so why the fuck are they making these robots so goddamn good I mean. What they were testing this robot in was like a field with a bunch of potholes in it. Right. So, I mean, what is, what is, I don't understand the purpose. Like, are they building these robots to work? Are they building them to track us through the forest and kill us? (laughs) This is the tenfold tirade aspect of it. Uh, Yeah. I just don't, I mean, they're advancing all this technology and I don't know what the end game is, you know, like weaponize it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to be weaponized. Well, I mean, regardless of look, if you look at anything, if the government can actually seep their hands in anything to give them that much of an to give them just that much more of an edge to be able to create more to be able to create less lives taken and create the most damage they possibly can with the least amount of like issues going on, they're going to do it. And little nerds like that to create shit like that can just help them fucking get that edge. I mean, do you think, I mean, I think if I look at it from that standpoint, to be able to walk through like potholes and stuff, it'd be like, okay, yeah, walk through a pothole field because like, what is one thing that most military people got to worry about walking through a big field? Mines. Mm -hmm. So if they see it, be able to. 
walk through different trains. See, I've seen enough robot type movies that this these kind of projects kind of scare me because what if one just if goes robot if, if say if RoboCop was real the late ro- the latest RoboCop right where they're like there's actually human brain and all that no no of- no I'm talking about the other ones the ones that oh, are like programmed right to walk through the streets and patrol carrying like these giant rifles and if anything goes out of the ordinary like they the just software waste malfunction it. somehow you're fucked well, there's no not not even a malfunction if the wrong people get in the power like donald trump and they're like not enough people are on my side i gotta pull out the robots and fucking keep law and order you know which is my law and order right you know it's like i don't know if that technology should exist uh i mean the only the only way i would say fuck yes robot is if it was used to explore space that's it or the deep ocean the deep that's the it. deep ocean i i mean because if i think you have if you put robots in with people on the street it's gonna cause and they're a bunch better of shit. than they're better than people physically mm-hmm. and they're intimidating and I mean, they're what dangerous what robot is not intimidating you know what i mean like it just raises the hair on the back of my neck like i would that's why dogs go crazy in terminator <laughs> probably uh, uh i just it scares the fuck out of me too i mean like I, I wouldn't want like just what if they replace law enforcement in general we're just robots and i get pulled over and what's to say like a software malfunction we heard you smoke pot on the podcast or what whatever whatever it may be the software malfunctions or something doesn't go right like inside that robot and it thinks you're a threat and it thinks i'm a threat and it fucking ends my life you know like what what what's going to stop it from doing that because everything that you you make that's mechanical or computer anything is going to malfunction mm-hmm. it's going to freeze it's going to do something because that's just the way things happen right mm-hmm. what- see the people listening to this right now this is what tenfold tirade is about it's about paranoia of the future <laughs> yeah i mean that's all that's all this uh segment's supposed to be about so that's fucking right on track i, I- I just, that's how I look at it. When I look at things like that, I look at it as an aspect of what is the most common thing that we have to encounter with it? Made service with robots, law enforcement, you know, uh, anything that we are going to normally do in our normal lives is going to pretty much be replaced and take more of our jobs away. So that means, therefore, more homeless, you know, uh, higher. Unless society completely changes Mm -hmm. and it's like you don't have to work to live you know know? how come we can't have like a life like in star trek you know like (laughs) where everybody has a purpose like everybody has a purpose and like food isn't like is made by a computer i know that totally sounds not (laughs) that totally sounds like shit Uh but you know everything is where like all the necessities that we need in our life is that is remedy right? right yeah and money isn't really like a huge like thing it's more like just do your job take care of yourself take care of your family and you know we're not having a big poverty thing you know mm-hmm. i just wish like we i can't i wish that one day that we'll be able to see that in our lives and i highly think that it's not going to happen i don't even think my daughter or little nate is going to be able to see those things no it's like 
Uh, I remember, I remember when I was young, like a kid, right, and being asked what I want to be when I grow up, and I want to say I want to be an artist, mm-hmm. and then it turned into, oh, that's that's great, you know, and I was encouraged to do art, and then as I got older, I was, it was more like I want to be an artist. Oh, that's not really a career for you to earn yeah. a living, you know. So I don't know it. It wasn't as encouraged as I got older because I was, you know, you have to take care of yourself. So, of course, you know, things turned out the way they are. Huh. Uh, and I'm I'm comfortable. I'm, you know, I'm not suffering, but I'm not doing what I want to do, do either, you know? Well, I mean, it's like kind of like, it seems like to me, it's like a yes and a no for you. It's like you are doing the things that you want to do, but you're not able to do those things full time. I'm not a, I'm not a hundred percent. If, if I didn't have to work. Would this podcast be better? You're damn right it would be. <laughs> well, if you didn't have to work, would your art be better? My art would definitely be better. When was the last... I'm not trying to put you out there. When- you're, putting me, you're putting me out there. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you sat down and draw? I'm going to do it uh, tomorrow. But the last time I did was the Gorag approved design that I did. Uh-huh. And that was, you know... Simple for you, right? Maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I've sketched a little bit since mm-hmm. then, but... Uh, Actually, I'm going to start designing the T-shirt for the podcast, so that's going to give me a good good time to draw. Stretch that part gonna, of your brain. Going to draw some kind of monster, Maybe dude. Gore. I want to see you do something super, super complex and difficult. I, I really want to see you do like <sighs> I did. I did that. Uh, that. Uh, I mean, like that robot. big, like big, no. complex, difficult in detail. Like I, like I love your art. I really do. But like, I just like. I, and I also love your podcast. I listen to them, but just like, man, you have like such a gift. I, I don't, I don't have that gift drawing. Cause I look, can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, uh, I had this, I had this teacher. Her name was Miss Dinjar. She was my first grade teacher. Mm-hmm. And same thing. Like my teacher came up and asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. And my grandfather introduced me, Bruce Lee, when I was really, really young. Right. And you know, me as a kid, I was like obsessed. Like I'm still obsessed with like martial arts. Right. Yeah. And um, I was like, I want to be Bruce Lee. Okay. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, kind of all, everybody did their whole thing. And, and the, the, uh, the teacher came up and talked to me for a second. I'm not sure if this is the first grade. I think it was like second grade. I, I remember the teacher's name is Dinjar. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, um, you know, you can't be Bruce Lee. And so she got mad at me and sent, gave me a letter at home. Cause it was like a project. I drew, I tried to drew this picture of Bruce Lee. It was like a stick figure, but it was Bruce Lee, you know, that's what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so gave this letter to my grandpa who raised me and, you know, my grandfather got really, he got, he got upset, not at me, but at the teacher saying, I can't be something. Cause my grandfather was always that one person in my life that, you know, said, you can do whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. but you got to give it your all. Right. We didn't have money. That's why I didn't go to do martial arts when I was younger. But, uh, he, he was like, you know, just, just write, write whatever she wants you to write. Say you want to become a doctor or a football player or whatever. But you keep that inside you every day. So when you get older, you're going to think of that every day. And so that's who you want to be. And like, you know, I know that totally went off like fucking the radar of this conversation. It just like it hit me when you said that. And I was like, and now when I got older, I still kind of want to be your sleeve and I'm fat. But anyways, like I feel you when you say, oh, I want to be an artist when I'm older. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. still have passion for something like, like you do, but I understand that life gets in the way and it just sucks. And it's just, I just wish I can just still pound away at that one thing that I love doing the most. Right. And, and it sucks that our society.
society, we can't we can't focus on the creativity parts of our personal lives more because we're so we're so brung down by things that we got to do like pay bills and and have a, a full-time job that take up most of our time a and third then, of our life is going to be spent at a job right making money for somebody else and and it sucks like i wish that i wish that we can find a way to be able to have our civilization to have to be able to crack into that to into that to where we're not just tied down just by having a job but just imagine just imagine if you and i had those disposals at you know like we got thirty five thousand dollars a year by the government to be able to just you know have the necessities of what we need and to be able to focus on the creativity aspects of our lives just imagine the shit that the population would be able to create you know well creativity doesn't just mean you know painting it means you're uh you're thinking of, it, it's really ideas right yeah. so that could go towards technology it anything could go that, towards, that's that's why i'm saying that uh, I just, it's better really, ways of living right you know agriculture uh people think of all kinds of shit. building better robots to right. kill and destroy <laughs> uh <laughs> drones that have missiles and uh flamethrowers on them right and it and it sucks like just you know i just i just, i know this podcast went south huh but. no absolutely not but on the other side of the coin we're not living in north korea no we're not so um, we're we, doing we, we have we're doing okay we have we have ways that where we can be creative and be able to explore those parts but like somebody like you for example like you work a full-time job you work yeah. 40 hours a week right mm-hmm. and you have a relationship mm-hmm. right and you're pushing that relationship to new boundaries like getting married and all that kind of stuff right but at the same time you got to push boundaries with a podcast and you got to push boundaries with your art right and your hobby so it's like how do you find time to sit down and to be able to push those muscles of creativity uh it it happens it just happens really slowly and maybe by the time i'm 80 i will reach my full potential <laughs> right as i'm about to die uh and with that happy note <laughs> we're gonna call this podcast done oh um, shit <laughs> <laughs> If you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can email us at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have an Instagram account, which is Revenge of the World. Uh, you can follow me, Gabriel Dieter, on Instagram also. Um, I've been told my feed is pretty good. Uh, Brennan Birch has an Instagram called The Ghost of Brennan Birch. Um, Tom? Um, you got an, you got a, uh, anything anything that has to involve Twitter? Me, Twitter, Instagram. And Facebook is all Dieter D I E T E R T K D. All right, I'll leave I'll leave a link in the uh, description s- description ads, of the description the show. description. It's all, it's all the same. All right, you fuckers. Uh, thank you for listening, and gently go fuck yourselves. Uh, I'm your man.
so good that 